you're busy, you're tired, there's got to be a way to engage in everyday spiritual practices. Well, there is. And that's our topic on the Church Next podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Church Next podcast. My name is Chris Yaw, and I'm your host as we learn from gifted presenters on a variety of topics designed to help us grow in our spiritual lives. You're listening to episode number 20. It's called Everyday Spiritual Practices with Keith Anderson. Keith is an author, Lutheran pastor, and a popular speaker. Our podcasts are curated from our online learning library over at churchnext.tv. You can find out more by going there. And if you'd like to support us, consider a $9 a month subscription that will give you access to all of our individual online classes. Your generosity helps us produce digital experiences that help shape disciples. What is a spiritual practice? How can it enrich our everyday lives? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you may be longing for something more. And in this episode, we're going to try to help us start to find it. Keith Anderson explains that a spiritual practice can be something as mundane as washing dishes or changing diapers. Likewise, practicing returning to God throughout the day, looking for God in the world around us, and reflecting on where we have seen God All of these habits are spiritual practices, and all can deepen and enrich our spiritual lives. Spiritual practices encourage us to return to God, to check in with God throughout the day, and to be present in the moment, savoring the blessings that God showers upon us all the time. In doing so, we find faith, joy, peace, and gratitude. In the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus says that we may have life and have it abundantly. Keith states that life itself is a spiritual practice. Just waking up and being open to encountering God is also a spiritual practice. Keeping that in mind, we need to remember to look for the abundance of God every day. I remember a quote from uh, John Kabat-Zinn, who is a doctor, uh, very influenced by Buddhism, and he said in one of his meditations, you know, life itself is the spiritual practice. Um, he said, you know, we often take on spiritual practices, and that's important to do as ways to focus our attention on God, whether it's you know, journaling or certain kinds of prayer practice or Bible reading. Uh, but he said life itself is the spiritual practice. So when we pay deeper attention to our lives, Um, and the the depth of every moment, uh, we encounter God in new and deeper ways. Um, And the verse that became really important for me was um, John 10.10, I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. Um, And I really used to think about that verse in a much broader sense. So abundant life more broadly and eternal life uh, after this. And, And what I tried to pay attention to then was the abundance that God provides in each moment of every day. Um, And in trying to train myself uh, to pay attention to what God is up to in my life and the life of my children, our family, um, and our community of faith, um, that really enabled me to find God outside the monastery, not to go reaching for God, searching for God, but to know that God was right here in this place each day. Having an awareness of God in our daily life is hugely important. Often we do get so busy that we move along. 
you know, through our day so quickly that we just don't pay attention to those little God moments uh, that we experience. How can I each day, almost segment each day, so that I come back to a place of attentiveness? So in the morning, uh, taking some time to journal or to think, to pray, um, in anticipation that I'm going to encounter God today. Um, and so I go into today from beginning with the morning of a sense of expectation that um, I'm going to encounter God, and I'm not sure where that's going to happen, and it might be in the unlikeliest of places. Um, and so then throughout the day, just finding ways and moments. I mean, at one point, I remember setting the um, hourly chime on my watch. You know, the, the digital watches will chime every hour, just as a little bell of mindfulness, as a Buddhist would say, of calling me back to awareness um, and attentiveness to not only, you know, uh, what's going on kind of right here and right now. Often we, you know, live in the past, we live in the future, we're thinking, uh, looking back, we're looking ahead, uh, and so often we're just not right where we need to be. I, I think the, the word that comes to mind for me is enough, you know, that, that we have enough to be happy, and we're always more, uh, more things or more experiences more people, more places, more projects. Um, and, you know, but we do have enough as it is and as, as we are. And, you know, each day is enough. There's a great, great Bible passage, you know, that, you know, today has enough troubles of its own. <laughs> Don't worry about tomorrow. Um, in fact, it was one of my teenagers at my church that reminded me of that passage recently. It was good wisdom. Um, and so rather than, you know, kind of rushing ahead, looking for some, something more elsewhere to realize that this day uh, in all its gifts and challenges is enough for us. Spiritual practices do call us to contentment um, and to realize um, that we don't need to go chasing after so much um, that we can really be appreciative of what we do have um, and that this moment in itself is sufficient for our needs. Spiritual practices are as varied as journaling or being in nature. The most mundane of chores, such as washing dishes or changing a diaper, can be performed as spiritual practices. They can help us remember that God walks with us at every moment. I think of a spiritual practice as anything that draws us, our hearts, our minds, our spirits, uh, back to God and makes us attentive to God. And people find those in different ways. So some people like to write, um, and writing and journaling becomes a way that they can think on God and feel connected to God. Um, some people are drawn to nature and find God in nature. So it's different for every person. There's no one magic spiritual practice that works for everybody. And throughout our lives, we engage in different spiritual practices because at different times in our lives, uh, they speak to us differently. And so um, in the sense of life being our practice, our spiritual practice, um, I think there's a whole range of things uh, in our everyday lives that can be spiritual practices if we look at that that way. Um, Martin Luther has this great quote, you know, Martin Luther was a monk, left the monastery, got married, had a family, had kids, um, and you can see that in his writings. And he has this wonderful quote about the spirituality, the sacredness of changing diapers. He says, you know, reason looks on changing diapers and says, oh, this horrible, you know, duty that I have to do. 
he said, but when we look at changing diapers of the eyes of faith, they see it as a good and a sacred act. It's part of our ministry and daily life. So even for Martin Luther, the great reformer, the simple act of changing diapers could be a spiritual practice and a sacred and holy thing. Um, Kathleen Norris, the great Catholic spiritual writer, in her book, Quotidian Mysteries, talks about um, the spirituality of washing dishes. And she tells the story about going back to the Catholic Church after some years away and watching the priest as he was cleaning up at the altar and putting everything back in its place. And she had this sense of the priest as this, she says, daft housewife doing the dishes after the meal. (laughs) And she said, and in our actual, the washing of the dishes, you know, these are sacred acts too. Um, So as a pastor, I've never thought of, um, since reading that, you know, whether I preside at the table or I'm washing dishes in my house, I never think of them the same way. (laughs) And in fact, they're very much interconnected. Um, And so changing diapers, washing dishes, these can be spiritual practices. Um, Thich Nhat Hanh, the great Buddhist monk, said um, that for him, uh, the point of washing dishes was not to be finished washing the dishes. The point was to be present while washing the dishes. (laughs) And uh, of course, Washing dishes and, and changing diapers are things we would just want to move right through and get over with, you know. But, um, but even in those moments, can we be present to how God is at work in our lives in those very mundane, very everyday types of things? Yeah, I think the challenges that we face in life can also become our spiritual practices, you know, our unwanted companions for a time in our lives. Um, and in terms of parenting, which is often where my mind goes, um, you know, I've had reflections with parents who are parenting little kids and teenagers uh, about what is that parenting experience like. And for, for many of them, they described what they described was a sense of um, the cross, you know, giving such unconditional love and having such unconditional love that one sacrifices oneself, you know, time and energy and body um, for the sake of one whom they love so dearly and so deeply. Um, and so parenting can really kind of be a, a theology of the cross. I think spiritual practices do help us to live more fully. They don't promise to make us happy. And of course, all oh, the Christian literature is filled with stories and, and spiritual tradition of people like St. John of the Cross going through the dark night of the soul, which was a spiritual practice, but you know, a very difficult journey that he had made. So there are lots of, um, lots of witnesses in the Christian tradition Let's say, well, spiritual practice is, is not necessarily about being happy, but it is about, um, in part, not being alone. You know, we all suffer in life in various ways, um, but that suffering is increased and multiplied when we feel that we are alone in it, um, that we don't have others to lean on, or that God is absent from us. And so spiritual practices often help us to endure the sufferings of our life uh, by keeping us connected or reminding us Um, even in times of spiritual dryness, that God has not forgotten us, that God has not abandoned us, um, that God walks with us through the dark nights of our lives. Too often we are so consumed by the busyness of our days that the intentionality of the spiritual practice can be lost. Some questions that help refocus us at night might be, where was God today? Where were the gifts of this day? What am I grateful for today? And what will my prayer be for tomorrow? Beginning each morning with similar questions can also help keep us centered all day long.
there are a variety of spiritual practices um, that you can use to um, have a greater sense, I think, of God in you know, your everyday life. Uh, for me, journaling has been one of those spiritual practices that allows me to kind of step back from the rush of life and to say what my hopes and intentions are for encountering God this day in the morning and then reflecting back in the evening of uh, where did I encounter God? You know, and Buddhists have this great practice of a gratitude journal that a lot of people practice and will write. You know, these are the things that I'm grateful for today. Uh, and I, I had another, but I had another friend who would also include what was I not grateful for today, <laughs> as a way of honoring the fullness of life. So sometimes journaling can be a, a good way of reflecting, but that's not for everybody. Um, you know, I'm interested in ways technology might help us to do that, and I take a lot of pictures as I go through my day, just things that catch my eye or of people, um, you know, selfies even. And, um, and sometimes looking back on your day, not by writing it out, but, but by looking at pictures, you know, of the hike you took or people you met or things that you've done um, as a way of kind of looking back on, on your day. I mean, sometimes even the app on my phone that tells me how many steps I took during the day is a way of taking account because the day rushes on so quickly. Did I get out and walk today? I don't remember. <laughs> and so some, some, some of these kinds of uh, newer technologies can be interesting ways, I think, to just call our attention back to, you know, how do we live this day? Do we live it with intentionality? And um, what were the gifts that we experienced in the day? I think we have sometimes this sense that spiritual practices, you know, you have to reach some sort of perfection with it, that it has to be a certain way. Uh, and there are all these different traditions, like the Jesuit tradition that has the examine, and there are these multiple steps that you go through, and, you know, some people get lost after step two. <laughs> um, and so it doesn't have to be um, so complicated, it doesn't have to be perfect, but a way at the end of the day to say, um, where was God in the midst of this day? What were the gifts of this day? What am I grateful for or not grateful for at the end of this day? And um, as the Jesuits would ask then, then what becomes my prayer for tomorrow? Um, how do I take the reflection from this day and bring that with me into the coming day? And how am I looking for God? Can anything be a spiritual practice? Well, I, I guess uh, doing harm would not be a spiritual practice. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I think it, it's a spiritual practice if it uh, calls us to attentiveness to God and calls us to love God and love neighbor, which is really, Jesus said, the greatest commandment of all. So are the practices that we follow in our everyday lives helping us to grow in love of God and helping us to grow in love of neighbor? Um, and in that sense, if, if whatever the practice we've chosen or practices we've chosen to do help us to do that, I would say that's a spiritual practice. Our lives all have a rhythm. Paying attention to this rhythm and riding its waves is a spiritual practice. We all experience periods of darkness or feeling alone, but God is there too. We can be open to the seasons of life and adapt our spiritual practices accordingly when we understand this sense of rhythm. How do we make um, the spiritual practice of everyday life uh, a lifetime habit? Well, Kathleen Norris has this wonderful way of talking about this in her book, Quotidian Mysteries, again. And she says, our lives are a liturgy. 
the pattern of our daily lives is a liturgy. Um, because we all have a rhythm of life, you know, whether it's your commute in the morning and on your way home, um, a dinner time with family, uh, whatever it is, our lives have a rhythm, our lives have a pattern. And she says, this too is a liturgy. And that, in reading that, gave me new eyes to think about the way that I go about my life, that there's a sacred rhythm, or there could be a, a sacred rhythm in my life. Um, and so I, I think part of it is trusting the work of God in our lives, that through spiritual practices, we don't conjure the presence of God. The presence of God is always there. Um, and in profound and meaningful and deep ways and abundant ways that we often um, take for granted or can't even imagine. And so uh, if we pay attention to the liturgy of our lives and the rhythm of our lives and to recognize when that rhythm gets out of sorts, you know, um, especially in terms of spiritual practices, um, some, one practice may work for quite a long time and really be a core part of our spiritual lives. Uh, and then all of a sudden it just doesn't seem to fit in the same way. And in those transitional moments between uh, one spiritual practice and another, uh, we can also often kind of wander in the wilderness. Um, but it's important to recognize that sometimes a spiritual practice has served, it's run its course and uh, served us well, and that it's time for another practice, whether it's you know, moving from spiritual direction to something that's more... Um, like retreats or uh, a personal prayer practice to enact in everyday life. I've gone through more, you know, I've gone through more prayer practices than I, I could, you know, count um, and felt bad each time I had to give them up. But I always found something new waiting for me. Um, and when I was patient and attentive and prayerful about what that was, it eventually emerged. What's always so striking to me is the story of Mother Teresa in her biography that here is this giant of faith, you know, served all these people in Calcutta uh, and somebody that people looked up to so much. And her biography recounts these times of uh, long periods of time, years of desolation, spiritual desolation. Um, and so, I mean, those two are part of our spiritual path. Uh, um, she continued to, you know, correspond with her spiritual director in the midst of that time. And, um, and we see in the Christian tradition for for uh, all the saints, uh, for, for saints over the years, um, that they too experience those times as well, and sometimes we do. Uh, and it's not to say that um, God is not there. It's not to say that what we're doing doesn't matter. Um, but there do seem to be these periods in the spiritual life. If we can maintain a rhythm or um, live into the rhythm that God's inviting us into, perhaps, and, um, when we talk about rhythm, sometimes now it feels like it's all on me to keep it going, keep it, keep the rhythm, keep it going. And of course, uh, as a you know, if it's all up to me, we're all in trouble. <laughs> if the spiritual life is all up to me, then uh, I'm in a lot of trouble. But uh, it's really up to God, and it's the work of God. So how can I participate in the rhythm of life that you know God started at creation, uh, but that God started in me at my creation? Um, and so how can I live into the life of God? Every day has the rhythm, and um, part of that rhythm of God is the rhythm of our daily lives. You know, and sometimes that's a that's a smooth flowing rhythm that's easy to see, um, like a jazz beat that uh, you kind of riff on, and and some days it's really harder to follow. <laughs> um, and and so um, we we take each day as it comes and recognize the rhythm and recognize that we don't always set it. So there's this rhythm of God that's a part of each day. 
paying attention to the rhythm of your daily life, um, going into each day with intentionality of looking for God and an expectation that God will meet you really changes the way that you enter into a day. And then at the end of the day, just looking back, whether it's a journal or a short gratitude for the day, um, and especially when you're starting off, it's really, it can be really hard to kind of hone in on that. And in the midst of the day, whatever it is that you're doing, if you're driving, if you're washing dishes, you're changing diapers, uh, you're at work, um, you're emailing, you know, like crazy, uh, you're on social media, to try to find and pay attention to kind of the sacred moments that present themselves. Uh, not that you have to force it, but that by being present and being open to God, um, like um, Brother Lawrence used to, you know, wrote about in the, the practice of the presence of God, um, to knowing in those moments as well that God is there for us. And that is going to wrap it up for this episode of the Church Next podcast. However, there are a couple of classes on our Church Next website, a couple of online classes that you might be interested in if you liked Keith's class. One of them is called How to Pray. It's by Christopher Martin. Another is called A Simple Path to a Deeper Spiritual Life, and that's with Becca Stevens. There's a course called How to Take a Sabbath with Marianne McKibben Dana. There's also called, uh, excuse me, a course called Living a Spiritual Life, and that is by Mary Gray Reeve. And that's our podcast for the day. Thanks so much for tuning in. And again, if you want to know more about us, you can pop over to churchnext.tv. And may the blessing of Almighty God be upon you and be with you this day and always. Amen. <music>